just keep her through cards and a wishing well. Prayed for a love to call us own, a love to break the spell. Welcome to the Red Pill Buddhas podcast for red pilled Buddhas everywhere. Revolutionary, free thinking spiritual people who've woken up from the mainstream narrative on various levels. And I interview some of the most fascinating ones here. Please also visit thehumanunleashed.com for hundreds of hours of our video content on all areas of health, lifestyle, and much more. And theredpillrevolution.com for our five star reviewed book and subsequent publications in the Red Pill series as they come out. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to the Red Pill Buddhas podcast. And it's only the second one, but uh, we've got a load of great guests. And today it's another one of my great friends, John Gusty. And I've wanted to dig a bit deeper into John's fascinating life since uh, since I got to know him through Jeremy Ayers, a mutual friend. And we did uh, we've been co-authors on our Red Pill Revolution book. And, uh, and and it's been great. It's been great hanging out Hashtag with John. Shameless pl- plug, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why not? You know. And and John, honestly, I mean, I, I'm going to try and wade through a couple of things here about John to introduce you to him. I mean, his little bio on the back of the book says, after over 30 years in the entertainment industry, working behind the curtain for some of music's biggest names, John turned his attention to health and wellness in an effort to help his wife heal from what was originally diagnosed as multiple sclerosis. He soon realized that the same deceit and profit motive that plagued the entertainment media was even worse inside the medical industrial complex. A devout agorist. Is that how you pronounce it? We're going to go into that later. Well, it's a, you know, it, it's the root is, is, is agorism, uh, you know, the based agorist. off of the word agora. So, so, I mean, I, I would say agorist, but I, but I've, also heard it equally pronounced agorist so okay well, um, but, I, but, but since, it's since the root word is agora so i, I just go with agorist <laughs> anyway john's a champion of individuality he now devotes his time to producing content that celebrates the spirit of sovereignty in all aspects of life and that's that's a that's a real theme of our book and john's been amazing some of the knowledge he's put in about that i mean john john's incredible he's worked with all kinds of clients including Bon Jovi, Keith Urban, Rascal Flatts, Kelly Clarkson, Kanye West, Faith Hill, The Commodores, I, I, I just Dolly Parton. I mean, I'm just going through a few of those there. And but you know, I could I could go on so much about John. He's he's so wise in so many areas. So we're going to go through a few things. I've got a couple of notes. God knows if I'll get through any of them because we 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 chat really well together, and we'll see where it all goes. Welcome, John. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me, Phil. I, uh... the, fir- the first thing I want to ask you is that I, I was, you know, even back in school days, I, I realized that everything was nonsense and I just wanted to rebel. I mean, I even went through the punk thing like you did, but you got deeper into the punk. I was, I was just a weekend punk. I used to go to the gigs and put safety pins through my ears and then I'd come home and listen to Yes and Genesis. So I liked the rebellion, but I didn't have any idea or any, any, any concept of what anybody was actually rebelling against. I just knew that it was crap, but I didn't know why. I just wanted to go live with the, the hippie lifestyle and travel around in buses and whatever. But I think John woke up to this a lot earlier than I did on that side of things anyway. Um, 
I come from more the sort of health side and the, and, and the spirituality side, but John's got that as well, but he's also got all the other stuff. When did the young John Gusty wake up to the fact that probably almost everything we've ever been told is bollocks? It was, um, it came in, it came in increments. And, and I, and I think that is why I am, I was naturally at an early age, um, about the age of about 13, this is in between 12 and 13. When, um, I remember, um, was living, I, I grew up in Tempe, Arizona. Um, at that time I had an older uncle that was living, uh, with, uh, with us. And, uh, he, he had a, a record collection. And I, re I remember flipping through and, and seeing like the cover of the first Led Zeppelin record with the, you know, the, the, the blimp and the explosion and you flip it over and there's these four really cool looking guys. And like, and, 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 and then, and then seeing like the, the cover of like, you know, the early, the first kiss record. And I was like, what the hell is going on? You know? And it just, there, so there was this, this just natural attraction to, and I think everybody goes through it, this you're attracted to something that's different or something that piques your interest. And, and, um, and that definitely was different and it piqued my interest. And, 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 and as I got into, I mean, I dove right into rock and roll and just like anything else, when you dive into something, you, you start seeing all the different flavors and all the different categories and what, what attracted me to punk was not the fashion and it wasn't the rebellion. It was just the spirit of if there's a hundred people walking in that direction, I just naturally hesitate and go, why are there a hundred people going that? I want to know why they're doing that. Not because I, I have a positive or a negative perception of that. I just want to know why, why would a herd of people be going in that direction? And, and, and part of me wants to naturally just go this way, just because I see a herd of people going that way. And so I didn't quite understand it then. I just knew, knew that raw, that raw instinct in me to not follow, I guess, just to not follow. And so what I really loved about punk was, was not, not the fashion, was not the rebellion. It was, it was the individuality, no matter where you looked in, in punk, it was just a celebration of individuality and, um, and that not being a, a blind follower. And so that, that's, that's when it started, but I would, but I would say I've always, um, I've always been interested in, in media and because of what I've done for a living uh, in the past, I was up at, right up against some really big names and, and how they interacted with the, what we would call the mainstream media, big corporate media. And I, I, I mean, it took, it, it took all of like 10 seconds to realize how manipulated the narratives are. And, 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 and people don't think twice about, um, I don't know, you take, you take something like, like what's something that we can all relate to. Like, I, I think everybody knows that like rock Hudson, the, 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 the legendary actor was gay. Okay. But they covered it up because at that time it would have been, detrimental to his brand and the profit for him to be gay. So, so they covered, they, they created a narrative and, and, and that, I'm not casting judgment on, uh, on anything. What, what I'm using that as an example of is, is there was a, there was a brand of a person, there was a, what, what was perceived as a problem or a, or a liability. And they crafted a false narrative to cover it up so that they could remain profitable. And it's like, 
I saw that firsthand almost on a daily basis with some really big names. Um, and it was just, you know, it was from everything. It was like if, if someone was caught in a, you know, cheating with someone they shouldn't have been cheating, there was a, an attempt to cover it up. Or if somebody, you know, got in an argument over some controversial subject, there was an attempt to cover it up. And, and nobody blinks twice about that happening in the celebrity or, 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 or uh, pop culture world. Why would they think that any narrative, be it a be it a medical narrative, be it a, a religious narrative, be it a, a you know whatever a retail narrative, it doesn't matter. There was, there's always there is always the attempt to control the narrative, and I got fascinated by it because I saw it happening firsthand, and I, I also saw other things like um, and 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 this this rubs people the wrong way, but I saw individuals playing different public facing roles the, the same person being perceived as on screen as two separate complete characters but yet in real life behind the scenes it was actually played by one character one one real person and 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 that kind of blew my mind and again that's it's accepted in movies like you don't really think you know that Brad Pitt you know, was the character in Fight Club. You know that that is a guy named Brad Pitt playing that character um, and has played many characters in many different movies and TV shows and stuff like that. It's totally accepted in celebrity pop culture, but why would it not be the exact same in any other publicly presented narrative? Um, and so that kind of stuff fascinated me and it fascinated me even more that most people didn't even think through that, you know, and, 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 and I never looked at the news as anything but infotainment. It's just, it's just infotainment. And, and, and I knew people that were at the upper echelon of what most people would call corporate news, cable news, and they're script writers, script writers, you know, I mean, Every single thing that is said on any corporate news brand at all is, is absolutely scripted. And, and, and why would it not be? I mean, for, for the most part, Phil, you and I have a script right now. I mean, I sent you bullet points and we went back and forth on, on, on notes. And, you know, you were kind of say, is there anything you don't want to talk about? I mean, like, like this, even this conversation has, a, has somewhat of a scripted narrative. The only difference is, is I have no, I, I have no problem looking into the camera and saying, yeah, you know, Phil, Phil had the courtesy of asking me if there's anything I don't want to talk about. And that, 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 that yeah, it's courtesy, of course, you know, but what if I said, yeah, I'd rather not talk about, you know, my mom or something like that. Well, then you'd cover that up and you wouldn't bring it up. And, and, and that's a manipulation of, of the narrative. And it just, that, that stuff just, it, it just was always so clear to me. And, and, but I really think the, the breaking point was when all of the, um, I don't know, the red flag events, um, the biggest of course being 9-11, um, when you saw like in real time, like major media reporting that a building has fallen before it actually fell and was literally in the background <laughs> while they were saying this, you know, and, and, and it's like, there were so many, um, I'll say this about, about the nine 11 event. 
um, from a production standpoint, and I've been a content producer pretty much my whole life. Um, I know what I know and I know what I don't know, but I know how to produce and script content. And the 9-11 event, there were so many guffaws and, 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 and production, just elementary level mistakes. I'll say that, and you know, it, 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 the backstories be what they be what they are. The 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 theories be what they are. But from a production standpoint, a lot of lot of freaking mistakes. What what do you think about about this thing that's coming out at the moment? It's funny actually that we're recording this because it's nine eleven tomorrow, isn't it? And that's actually my daughter's birthday, and she sees it all over the place. Every time she looks at a clock, it's nine eleven or whatever. Strange, but. Um, yeah, what what do you think about this thing at, at the moment? I just not nothing that I'd ever plan on going down this rabbit hole, but they've they're sort of releasing some documents or something. Is it just another layer of the onion of deception? Right, there's going to be nothing particularly in there, is there? Uh, and 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 there never there never is. It's just mm-hmm. more it's just more deceptive talking points to get um, the whoever is left of the mainstream narrative audience. And I would strongly argue that those numbers are much smaller than they are being portrayed. Um, that the number of people today that are done with just let's let's just take cable news here in the states. Okay, a couple of years ago, you'd have people arguing over Fox News and CNN, which to me is like arguing over Coke versus Pepsi. It's like you know, you can argue. There are people that will defend Coke tastes way better than Pepsi. No, Pepsi tastes way better than Coke. But the rest of us who don't fucking drink carbonated soda water with shit tons of sugar in it, because we know that that shit is horrible for your body. um, We don't drink that shit. So an argument over what's better Coke versus Pepsi is no more relevant to me than arguing what's better heroin or crystal meth. I mean, sure you you could you could make you could make a fucking argument that one is better or worse, but the rest of us who don't even partake in those level of arguments are standing back going, um, don't fucking do either, you know. And and and, and so that's uh, I don't know these these releases. Let if if we even touch on spirituality, um, and and maybe this is this maybe this is a transition into it. It doesn't matter what you or I or, or, or anybody watching or listening to this actually think and believe that the, the, this is something, and I can tell you this from firsthand experience, the people that are influencers, media and lifestyle, um, government, corporate influencers that are pulling the string, so to speak, they do have beliefs, spiritual you could call them spiritual beliefs. They do have have these beliefs. They believe these things. So um, things like words and and and, and symbols and um, patterns and stuff mean something very very deep to them because they they live in a world where that kind of stuff is 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 what they use. It's the tools they use and and, and the things that they worship. And 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 again, you don't have to believe in it. They do. And, and so these 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 numbers and these these events these calendar events like what will what will happen tomorrow are are very significant to those who believe in symbolism and numerology and 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 that kind of stuff 
And, uh, and I'm not saying that I do or don't. I just recognize that it doesn't matter what I think. There are very influential people who do believe in that kind of stuff. And it is very important to them. So um, I, would, um, I would not be too surprised. And, you know, if, if tomorrow there is some massive event that will event or, 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 or drop of information that, you know, and I, I put air quotes around massive, it, 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 it could be massive again to the, the people who are still paying attention to, to those narratives, however few they, they may be. Um, and, and, but to the rest of us, I think it's just, like you say, just another layer of 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 an onion that um, it doesn't matter how much you peel it away. You know, at, at the core, there's just going to be another onion to peel away because um, the 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 art of deception and the art of um, distraction, just just deception and distraction, and and we actually um, another shameless plug talk about those two. Uh, in, in the red pill revolution quite a bit because they're, they're powerful tools. And it, it, it spiritually, it always surprises me that you can, you can easily find people who take, um, let's just call it light, whether you want to call it God or Buddha, or, or you want to put a name on it. Let's just call it light. People can very easily believe in, in, in light. And there's, you know, it, it just feels good to believe in light, but those same people don't take darkness as seriously. They almost, treat darkness like it's comic booky, you know, or, or, or it's, and, and darkness is just as real as the light is. The only problem is, is that darkness has tools that light doesn't have. Darkness has all the bells and whistles of, you know, come over here, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, we got all, we, we got all fun stuff over here, you know, where, where, where the light direct, the, the direction of the light, I put whatever name you want on it, comes from a more humble, selfless place. You know, you might want to walk in the titty bar, but as a married person, you got to go, you know, it's, it's probably not the best decision for me to make because I'd be disrespecting, you know, my, 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 my life partner or, 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 or whatever, you know, who probably, you know, I'd be pissed if she went in there, you know, when, you know, it's just, it's just a humble, you, you, you go towards the light in a more humble, respectful, selfless way versus the dark is, is, is all self. It's all selfish and it's all, you know, it's all self. I don't know any other way to put it. You know, it, I had seen through an awful lot of the, of the myths and the deceptions in spirituality and in, in the medical system, obviously having to fix myself, you know, and so many other areas, but this this last eighteen months or whatever, they've they've just woken me up to just how deep it was. It was funny, John and I before we hit record, we were we were chatting about various um, experiences with um, with with famous musicians, and John, of course, knows way more than I do. But I I, I told him that I was friends with Bill Bruford, a, a drummer in Yes and King Crimson and whatever, and I remember. Um, I, I remember sending him some some of our music once and he phoned me up and he said, I'm really angry. And I said, why? And he said, because you were born 10 years too late. And he said, this stuff should be making enormous amounts of money. And he said, there's a time now because most of the money he makes, obviously, is, for, is from when he was like 20 years old playing with Yes. The stuff he's done since has made him no money. 
was was there a point where this was it, it was all co-opted in the in the music business as well do you think there's a point where talent never never uh, would not get you success when there was so many other things going on if something seemed to happen around the 70s yeah. and i mean i even heard just a, a couple of minutes before we got on here i was listening to a uh, um, jay dyer on the james dellingpole podcast and he was mentioning that even punk rock got co-opted by the vegan movement, you know, and, and, and this is, they just seem to be putting things in everywhere and, 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 and the gurus being put in by the CIA, allegedly, you know, and just anything that might be good. So it seems to get co-opted. Was there, what, what happened to music, John? Well, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, well, let me preface this with saying if you are, if, if you are a, an influencer or a string puller, uh, on the dark side of the, <laughs> the dark side of the equation, um, you need you need audience. You 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 know. You need to piggyback on the backs of those who have audience, and and celebrity's a weird thing. Like why? You know why 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 is what you know, one person? Why does it feel different? Why is there a different energy to that person? You know that day one they could be anonymous. Day two they could be worldwide known. And why, 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 why would people treat them differently from day one to day two? Like what? Because nothing really changed other than everyone's perception of them. And so celebrity, celebrity has audience. That's what celebrity is. And it it, it makes perfect sense to me that darkness would be attracted to that because darkness needs the audience. Um, and music has always had an audience. Um, I think when recorded, when popular recorded music started, um, like anything else, there was this beautiful period of the wild, wild west, you know, where it was just like, um, it was content anarchy, you know, and, and, and everything was just happening. Give it time, give any, give, give anything on that playing type of playing field time. And the, the, the dark corporate commercial powers that be are going to come in and they're going to occult it all. And 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 they're going to control it, and and they're gonna they're gonna regulate it. They're going to manage it to their advantage because it's an audience. And and I agree. In the seventies, I think that's when you know. Because think think about it. It still blows my mind when you see the, the the footage of the Beatles at Chase Stadium, and you and 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 look. But you and I are both band guys. We've both you know hauled our equipment in and out of more clubs than we care to you know mention. Um, Look at what they're playing. They're playing Shea Stadium, and they're 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 literally using amps that you and I probably have bigger amps in our house right now than they had on that on that stage, and it's because there had never been anything before that. There was there was there was no benchmark, um, uh, because no one ever needed that kind of stage amplification before. So that moment alone started the you know the the manipulation it is like the the whole it started a whole industry of just look look at amplification look at look at you know and there wasn't amplification on that scale before that moment and now and now now it's now it's a full industry which is manipulated like anything else um good good and bad um but it, so and that was what you know what was that you know early 60s so, so right, it, it makes sense right about the 70s when, you know, g g g give, 
give them time to get in to give, give give the dark forces time to get in there and set up shop and 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 monetize the shit out of everything sucking the life and soul out of it all um and in order to do that you got to have willing and uh, participating employees and so that's when you know that's when the slimy management layer came in and and, and so i i i I'm, I'm with you. It started in the seventies and, and, and I think it just peaked in the nineties. I mean, I, I think it's really, really hard to say that anything musical that happened in the nineties was not, um, was not either pre predestined or, or planned. You know, I mean, if you, I mean, if you'd have told me even five years ago that, you know, at, at some point, uh, let's take Nirvana for instance. Nirvana really was at at one point a a real organic band that hadn't been fucked with or co-opted. Okay, now imagine going back to you know I can't say Bleach because he didn't he didn't play on Bleach. I'm going to pick on Dave Grohl specifically right now, um, but the Dave Grohl that recorded Nevermind, which was the second record. Um, if you'd have told me that that guy, and I got to see that band on that first tour, you know, and, and, and if you'd have told me that that guy and that the, the wonderful spirit of individuality and just, you know, non-corporatism about that, even though that record came out on a major label, it hadn't quite yet, that brand hadn't quite yet been fully co-opted. If you'd have told me that guy years later would be pimping for big pharma. I mean, Dave Grohl today is actually telling people they cannot attend his concerts unless they have medicated themselves at which, which, you know what, let's, let's, let me, let me just soapbox there for one minute. Um, and, and, and I'll direct this at you, Mr. Grohl. Um, how could anybody me, you, anybody make an educated guess on, on whether that particular form of medication that you are pushing um, in order to get in to see your, your fucking shows, um, how could we make an educated guess when the, the manufacturers, the, the different flavors, the different brands of, of this, this, Yet this jab you love so much that you require it to see your fucking shows. Um, how could we make an educated guess when the, the manufacturers won't even tell us what's in them? I've yet to see a package, an actual package insert, and don't fucking send me an email and say, go to the CDC website. It says right on there. That's a website. I am a, I, I myself am a manufacturer of consumables. And I know for a fact, you cannot put a product out into the market unless you jump through a shit ton of hoops where everything is exposed and available down to the sourcing documents. You could take any company that's doing things legit to task and say, not only do you have to list the ingredients on the package, but I actually, if you push it, they have to show you the source documents, like where they got it from. You know, so, so you as a, as a buyer can, can, can source that, that back and feel good about your, 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 your educated decision. How can anybody be making decisions about these jabs, good or bad, when no one fucking knows what's in them? So, so at that point, Mr. Grohl, you're asking people to, 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 to medicate themselves with things that, that they don't even, like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. We can guess. There's been rogue investigations 
but but there's how about manufacturer you put the shit out so that we we can see what's in them and we can make those decisions but that hasn't happened and you can't get these jabs without signing away the liability well i mean what name one other product that you have to <laughs> name one other product that go that, that goes here you 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 take this, we're not gonna tell you what's in it. Oh, and you gotta sign a piece of paper that relieves us of all liability in case you fucking get sick or die. You can't sue our asses. Name one other product that does that. And I gotta and, and I have to I have to go through that to get into your shows, Mr. Girl. Fuck you. I've got to agree. It, it just amazed me. I mean, I wasn't so surprised about Bruce Springsteen, but you know, particularly that that's the complete shit show there, isn't there? Where He's allowing people in with certain jabs, but not with other brands. So now there's division in between the brands. It's just hilarious. I mean, if, if it wasn't so dangerous, if, if people could just see this, I mean, it's, it's just such nonsense. That's, yeah, that's the thing. If, if it was Coke Grohl, and Pepsi, if it was yeah. Coke and Pepsi, that'd be one thing because you're just talking about shitty soda that's going to, you know, fucking kill you over a long period of time. This, this is like, this is like injecting shit directly into your body, like injecting shit into your body. And we're not going to tell you what's in it. And we want you to, you know, sign away all liability. It's just, why are, why, first of all, I don't believe, I don't believe the stats. I don't believe the stats are to be believed. And I don't believe there's any source of stats that can be believed, but just, just based on real life, I don't think there's as many people taking these jabs as is being reported, not even close. Um, you know, just if, if I was to do a real life assessment, I bet you 20% of the people in real life have, have, have taken this jab and 80% of the people for whatever their reasons are, are going to, nah. nah. And, and, and I don't need to go any further than just tell me what the fuck is in it. And, and, and then people can make, can make their decision and, and get rid of the liability waiver, you know, because I had a, yeah, I had a, a, a amazing experience yesterday. Well, it wasn't amazing, but just pretty predictable in a way, but just so sad how it's happened. I, I got on one a MeWe group that I have. Um, somebody posted this great thing where somebody had uh, written out a conversation with um, the Poison Control Center or whatever, and they'd phoned them up and said, with a list of all these toxins, and said, so, you know, ran through them one by one and said, well, you know, what, what, what do you think about these? How are they categorized? And the guy at the other end was saying, well, you know, they're very, very dangerous. They're, this one is carcinogenic. This one is sort of for embalming bodies. This one is for whatever. And so he said, well, you know, if I administered this to my child every day, you know, or regularly on not every day, but on sort of, you know, um, at intervals, um, what would happen? You know, and the guy said, well, that's a really weird question, but uh, you would, you you know, you'd probably be prosecuted. You put the child's life in danger and um, you'd, you'd definitely get the child taken away. And he said, why are you asking? I mean, who's doing this? And he said, well, the corporations, the medical companies. And he said, what? He didn't know, you know, and he said, this is the list from the CDC website of exactly what, what is in these vaccines. That's published on their website. And so he, then he listed it out and then he put a, a link to the CDC website. I thought, I'll just test, see how quickly I get fact-checked on this on Facebook yesterday. I posted it up and it didn't even get fact-checked. It was it was. It, it, it just got taken down literally within about 30 seconds. And that was a link to the CDC website of what they've got in these things. And it was gone and I got a ban. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of banned along with Jeremy now, who's the, who's the cooler king, isn't he? He's, he is Steve McQueen in, 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 in The Great Escape. He's in and out the whole time. But I mean, 
Yeah, it's, it was weird. I mean, they're really hot on this now. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know both you and Jeremy have client bases that you're dependent upon upon FedBook and Zuckergram. But uh, man, I, outside of that, I, I don't know why anyone's fucking with that. You know, I, I mean, it's like to 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 me, complaining about Facebook is it, it, like walking into a porn store and complaining about nudity. It's like you're in a fucking porn store. <laughs> Get over it or leave. You don't have to be in here. Yeah, but but, but in, no, uh, absolutely. It's not, it, it's getting cornered uh, into it. it. Got, but but yeah. hey, back to that CDC website ingredient list. Um, again, I want to stress that's just a website. Okay, if you and I made, you know, Phil and John's lemonade, and and we and we put it out as a, as a, as an actual consumable product. Um, we would have to list the ingredients on the package and we would also have to be able to at any time provide the source documents for any of our customers that asked for it so they could find out where did we get our lemons where did we get our sugar you know and and, and we would have to be able to answer those questions we could not just put out some lemonade with no ingredients and put our ingredients up on some third-party website and say oh they're listed there that's not that's not how it works. So, so to anybody that says, well, the ingredients are right on the CDC website. What's on the CDC website is what they want on the CD. That, that is not a proper legal listing of, in, uh, of package ingredients. No, yeah, there, there, there's no sort, there's no, there's no um, in- incremental measurements. There's no source and there's no nothing. You know, it's just a list of, of some words. You know, that, that, that may or may not be accurate. And, and, you know, and, and you could never go into, uh, in, into court or, or, or have any sort of legal proceeding going, well, they're listed on this other website. I mean, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's a, the, the, the deception is incredible. Now, I, th- I just think it's fun playing with Facebook, you know, when you post these things up and see how far you can go. But I, I, I tend to try and do I mean, I think I think this interview, we're probably going to have to make a little video for YouTube at the end to point people at it because this one's going to get flagged up and good thing too. I mean, I think it's great we're getting into these things. Let's let's change tack a bit. I'd love to get your your um your your views on what's happened as well in religion and spirituality because to me having been involved in the whole tm movement i see that really as religion as well i mean i had a it's very rare that i can't finally get on with somebody but i had to go and see the 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 headmistress of amelia school which is actually the the maharishi school of the age of enlightenment and i I had to walk out in in the end i couldn't i wasn't making any headway whatsoever these people are supposed to be ushering you weren't enlightened enough yeah, well, exactly, you know, or maybe too much. <laughs> People try and try and make out is enlightenment, which is probably more just chasing bliss. Actually, a friend of mine who I'm going to have on soon, he had a great quote about the um, about plant-based diets and uh, and gurus and whatever, and he said, "Listen." look at what all these people ate, you know, there's Ramana Maharshi and whatever, and all these people, they'd sort of, you know, they're all emaciated and whatever, and they're all supposed to be enlightenment. He said, I don't know. I don't think it's enlightenment a lot of the time. I just think it's fucking malnutrition. <laughs> I thought that was great because your head just goes, you know. But anyway, what do you think? What do you think's happened here in religions? But religion is obviously pretty, pretty uh, 
nasty most of the time and leading people down the wrong path away from everything it's saying that that, that we should the people should be led towards but i think also a lot of these bigger spiritual movements as well because i know your spirituality is very individual and it's not uh, it's not tied into any particular movement but what's been happening here in religion and spirituality tell well, us about well to to so that my answer is understood let me just say that in in, in my in my humble opinion um religion is simply just a a, a belief in, in a higher authority and the and the um belief system that surrounds that and it is almost always a uh, a man-made organization i don't know of any major religions that aren't tied to a corporate entity um see you know tax status documents of <laughs> any any religious headquarters or whatever um it's all commercial uh versus spirituality which is more of a i see spirituality as more of a lifestyle versus a, a club that you join you know like like i see religions as clubs and i see spirituality as more of lifestyle and in both cases i think you can and and i try to do this with with everything in my life uh if you ask me john do you like beer i will say yes and you would say, John, do you want to go get a beer? And I'd be yes, but I'm going to get a non-corporate independent beer versus a corporate beer. Um, here in the states, I would I, I I would rather not have a beer than have to drink Budweiser or Miller Lite or Coors or um, or even hashtag Corona. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I would, however, willingly pay three, four times the price to have one pint of a good independent crafted beer. So I'm always going to make the distinction between corporate and non-corporate. And, um, and I think when you're talking spirituality or religion, are we talking corporate or non-corporate? And because any, anything can be co-opted by the corporate layer and, and has been. And so um, I, uh, you know, maybe, Phil, I, I know you can relate to this, even though you, you, you've you probably never been there, but I, I, I grew up not that far from Sedona, Arizona, which um, in the late 70s, early 80s was a really cool um, place in, up in the mountains that um, a few legit um, old hippies and uh, spiritual people, they just they just were gravitated to and to, and set up shop and 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 lived there because um, there are some natural magnetic vortexes there and um, and there's a we like, there's a different energy um, in the, in that area something something is going on above and below uh, in in that area magnetically and, and energetically. I mean, it's been measured a, a bunch of different ways and, you know, there's a bazillion different theories and I don't even want to argue about what it is. There's just something there. Um, if you go to Sedona now and no offense to anybody who lives in Sedona at the moment, but if you go there now, it's super commercialized. 
I mean, shops. The, the, you, 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 you can't throw a rock and not hit a crystal shop. You know, I, I mean, it, it's it's just it's been it's it, it's like a it's like a, a like a, a spiritual Las Vegas. You know, I mean, it's it, and it's I just to me, that's a that that's an example in my own life of seeing something that was non-corporately spiritual and then just get taken over. And and, and much like any other industry or playing field eventually does. So um I'm not a big fan of, 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 of corporate religion of which most of them are by definition, corporate commercial religions. Uh, again, if you want to argue that let's talk tax documents. Um, and, and, and I'm not a big fan of corporate spirituality. Once I think, I think once money and commercialism enters any equation, you, you lose the authenticity because you, it, it, the, the motives change. Now it's becoming profit driven and, 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 you know, all the little power structures build up around, around that. And so I, I just tend to, to, to think of things in, in those terms, corporate versus non-corporate. So um, yeah, on the corporate level, it's gross. It's absolutely gross. I mean, um, to, to all of the, uh, you know, that I, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't wake up every day wanting to ruffle feathers, but I don't mind ruffling feathers. Um, especially if it's meant in humor and, and I'll, I'll say this in humor, I find it, I, I, I would put a challenge to my, um, friends out there who label themselves as Christian, whatever Christian label you want to, to, to fall under. Um, if you are Christian and you are pro jab, I see that as a, as a really interesting conundrum that you have ideologically, because out of one side of your mouth, you are claiming that your, um, your Lord and savior is, is, is perfect and doesn't make mistakes. Not of the other side of your mouth. You're saying, well, except for this one time when um, his creation needed a little, little helping hand from the corporate structure. Uh, and, you know, and a booster every six months, you know, because that, that creation wasn't quite perfect. You know, and, 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 and it's, 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 a, it's an interesting conundrum and, and, and that's probably going to irk some people who, cause I, I you know, and I, I should probably have prefaced that with, you know, there's a lot of people who just take germ theory as fact. And I mean, you can look it up on Wikipedia, not that Wikipedia is the bastion of knowledge, but anybody can look up germ theory on Wikipedia and that word, the second word theory is right there. It, it's not fact, hasn't been proven. It is theory. And everything about the topic of, of viruses and vaccines are theoretical. Um, I think it would surprise a lot of people to know that nobody, nobody, and, 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 and I actually, in fact, Jeremy and I did a video on this very subject. Nobody, no individual, no organization that, that I am aware of, or, 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 or there, and it's not just me. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of, of people who are not aware of anybody who has ever proven the existence of what they claim to be a pathogenic virus occurring naturally in a human body and doing behaving pathogenically. 
No one's ever, ever proven that, let alone proven that that exists and can jump from body A to body B. Uh, and still, we can't even say be alive because even the people claiming that viruses are real will acknowledge that they're not alive, but claiming that it can go from body A to body B and still be actively pathogenic, like that's, that's absolutely never been proven. But people take that as fact because corporate entities have told them have told them that that it is, you know, but it's never been proven. And, and, and it's an argument that's been going on since the mid 1800s between, you know, Antoine Bechamp and, and Louis Pasteur. It's been, they've been arguing that that very point since the mid 1850s. And, and, and it's, and it's never, it's never ended. No one's ever won that argument. And um, it, it, it just, and, and, and before, uh, before, some people get their panties in a wad about, about what I just said. Um, also in that same video, which we'll, you know, maybe we'll put a link to down, down in, in the description here, but um, clearly show you there are, there are patents that you can look up via Google, Google patents that you can look up for the coronavirus. And, and, and so there, there are, now you can't patent something that's natural. I mean, there's, that, that's a fact. You cannot patent a naturally occurring thing. So anything that is patented has, has to be created. It's, it, it's, it's got to be man-made. Okay. So there are these things that are man-made and the, you know, the, the coronavirus patent in particular has like 40 some odd um, inventors and they're all in the Atlanta area. It's all CDC. I mean, the CDC is, is the owner of the patent. And like, what is the CDC doing creating these things called viruses why are they patenting them? The only reason you patent something is just for commercial use. So um, I am not doubting that there is uh, artificially created things that, that I, I don't know why else you would patent something if you weren't going to actually manufacture it and use it commercially. So I don't doubt that there are these artificially patented things that they are labeling as viruses that are in people. But I would ask the question, how are they getting in people? Um, and if anyone can answer that question, I, I, would, I would love to know, because the only way something man-made and, and patented um, is getting in me at the, at, at the microscopic level is if it was put in me intentionally. And um, again, I would, lo would love, would lo there's lots of us that would love to know the answer of why, why, why is the CDC patenting uh, things called viruses for commercial use? And if so, how are they using them commercially? And if they're in people, how are they getting in people? That's a brilliant point. And, and, and also to shut people's eyes to it, there is this new religion, the religion of science. It's, that everybody, you know, they, they just, as soon as you put scientists say or studies show, and now it gets so frustrating. I mean, one of our greatest gifts as humans is the, is, is the gift of intuition. And they seem to be drilling this out of us with you can't say anything or have an opinion on anything unless some study shows it. You know, you get it from the vegans. You get it from what one of my Facebook friends most beautifully called the COVID enthusiasts, which I love this, this expression. It's like, where, where are the studies? Where are the studies? I mean, John, how do you because with me, it's, it's a matter of intuition, a matter of just how things feel. And it's obviously it's not always accurate, but I think it's a hell of a lot more accurate than these biased studies under the umbrella of this unchallengeable God of science. You know, Fauci the, the, the other week when he said, if you challenge Anthony Fauci, you challenge science. And for that, it, it should be all over. Everybody should well, one sentence. It should be like, 
that's everything unscientific. How do you how do you get your bullshit detector? How does your bullshit detector work? How does your intuition count? How do you sort? Because we don't know. A lot of things we don't know. It's mostly in the bin of that's interesting, but I don't know at the moment. How 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 does your bullshit detector work? Probably similar to mine, but how well, does it well, go? I, the, the exact same way as it would work with you asking me whether I want a beer or not. It's like when, for, first of all, not everybody, but un, but enough people um, are 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 using the term science incorrectly. Science is a discipline. Science is not a corporation. Science is not a, an institution somewhere that you can go visit and send mail to. Science is a discipline, and one of the core, I mean, the essence of science is Phil. If I'm trying to prove something. I will go through a series of experiments or, or procedures. And if I feel that I have proven it, I will make my information available publicly to you so that you can recreate it and prove it to yourself. That is scientific discipline. Anything less than that is not science. And so I would, when people say, you know, you know, science, what do you think? I ask a question, is it corporate science or, or are we talking actual individual science? Is it, you know, because there's a big difference between corporate science and somebody um, behaving in a scientifically sound way. Any, anybody that, that behaves in a scientifically sound disciplined way is a scientist by definition, okay? So that's another thing people need to understand. Just because some corporate entity certifies somebody and says they're a scientist is no more valid. You know, look at the number of people that have to have corporate commercial government certification on their relationships, their personal relationships. Here in the States, there was this years ago, you know, there was this big, it, it was portrayed as a divide, but it honestly wasn't a divide. It was a divide amongst people who weren't thinking this through over the gay marriage issue, okay? And you had, to, to me, it was such a silly argument because you had side A going, we've got government's blessing and you can't have it. And you have this other side going, but we want government's blessing and we're gonna get it. Well, you can't have it. You have these two stupid ass sides, sides going at each other. Meanwhile, the rest of us are over here going, you, you, you morons actually want a third party commercial corporate entity validating a, a personal relationship with, with, with some sort of certification, like, like seriously, like how far do you want to take that? Phil, are you and I really friends? Are we registered somewhere? Do we have, do we have a piece of paper that says we're, we're, we're a friends. And then if we get in an argument, can I divorce you as a friend or you know, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 like the, 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 the mere fact that somebody would seek corporate approval and certification of a personal relationship to me is it, 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 it is a perfect example of programming. People, people, there's a lot of people who think that they're beyond being programmed and that they're not programmed. If you believe in legal commercial marriage, I'm not, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but I am saying you are programmed. You are programmed to think that your relationship with another person isn't valid until a third-party commercial corporate entity gives you a piece of paper and says it so. And to me, that is as silly as saying, 
Phil, we're not friends until some third party comes in here and gives us a piece of paper. You are my friend because we say so. We, our hearts say so, our minds say so, uh, our experience tells us that we want to be friends and we are friends on our own terms. And if anybody came in here and said, you're not friends with Phil because you don't have your certification card, again, as I would say to Mr. Grohl, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Phil's my friend because I say so, and he says so, and, th and there's no other certification needed. And, 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 and we're just talking friendship. There are people who are talking lifelong commitments to life partners. And, you know, I can't be official until some third party corporate entity tells us that we, we need to fight for that third party corporate approval. And it's like, it's just such a silly thing. And so it, it just, uh, it just, science is, science is no different. Corporate science or, or actual people behaving in, a, in, in, the, in the disciplined scientific manner. Um, I'll take the latter, thank you very much. And if you notice any study, you know, people always, they love their studies, you know, will almost certainly come from a university. The university system, the corporate commercial university system that you, ha you have to go into the corporate government university system to get certified to work in their corporate government medical and, and, and scientific facilities. It, it's all the same system. So you, you go to their schools to get their certifications, to get their jobs, to write their studies. And, and, and how do you think those studies are going to come out? They're going to fill, if, if I'm paying you $100,000 to do a study on John's Lemonade, do you think that if you come back with a study that says John's lemonade is toxic crap and no one should be drinking this, do you think I'm going to pay you? What do you think your study is going to show if I'm paying you $100,000 to review, you know, John's lemonade? Your, your, your study is going to be John's lemonade is the best thing and you should drink gallons of it every day, says, you know, Phil University study, you know, <laughs> what, whatever. And it's like, it, it, it's never it's just always been, it's when you look at things that way, when you look at things, corporate versus non-corporate, commercial versus non-commercial, um, big versus independent, it's just so much easier to sift through the bullshit because I don't expect, I, I would no more go, uh, going to, going to the, C, the CDC or the FDA here in the States for, um, you know, health and wellness, or safety, food safety information, to me would be like going to the McDonald's corporation for nutrition advice and information. It's like, what do you think the McDonald's corporation's nutrition advice and information is gonna be? It's gonna be like burgers and fries are great for you. Of course, of course that, you know, and you could make a loose argument that the McDonald's corporation knows a thing or two about food because they are in the food business, but they're in the shit food, but they're in the corporate commercial shit food business. And, and if I'm looking for non-corporate um, shit food, I'm not going to go to them as a source of information. I'm going to go to, I don't know, a farmer or, a, or, or a, an independent food producer that is producing food that is more in, in line with what I'm looking for, which is healthy, real, whole food. And I'm not going to find that at the McDonald's Corporation, and you're not going to find... 
health and wellness and, and, and food safety advice from the CDC or the FDA. I mean, it's, again, it's, it's, it's no different than going to McDonald's for nutrition. That's amazing. I mean, at the beginning of this whole COVID hoax thing, they had uh, the WHO put out a list of guidelines of foods that you should eat. And it was grains and seed oils and don't eat animal fats. I mean, it was just so blatant. It was like, you just need to look at that to know that there's something wrong with the entire thing. And when you go back, you know, I mean, the, the, the Harvey Kellogg story just, oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it expands and expands more for me every day, really. I mean, you find out more about this lunatic, but I mean, you know, the fact that he got um, his, his, his ideas about diet and feeding these awful hormone disruptors to, um, to people to stop them wanking. Um, came from some lunatic um, 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 teenager, you know, and it's all part of the Seventh-day Adventists who make up the WHO. But I had to send it, you know, to, to, to this school. I actually sent this quote, which is, is, is Kellogg talking about, you know, masturbation prevention. And there he is saying that, you know, circumcised boys and don't use an anesthetic so that it's sore. And it's sore for weeks and that might break the habit if it hasn't become too ingrained. And for girls put caustic soda mm. on the clitoris to stop them uh, fiddling with themselves. And then if that doesn't work, if it's gone into nymphomania, then he recommends removal of the clitoris and labia. And this is a bloke. This is a guy where the dietary guidelines have come from. And this is the way that they're thinking these fucking psychopaths. Well, well, I mean, and, 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 and they still make up part of the WHO, the committee that said that meat is carcinogenic. And people still say to me, Ah, but studies say it's carcinogenic. It's incredible the, the layers of, of lunacy out. There's there's, there's, a, there's a common thread, and to, to speak to that evil, there is a common thread that I've noticed um, at the upper echelons of the corporate structure. And they all seem to be death-obsessed eugenists. eugenicists. I, they, they're obsessed with eugenics, and they're obsessed with death. And, 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 and I mean death across the board, whether, whether you're talking depopulation, whether you're talking abortion, whether you're talking, um, you know, you get, you get into some of the, the, the weirder stuff, you know, like, like the, the use of blood, you know, and, and, how, and how people are, have been using for some time now. You know, I mean, it's, you don't even have to do 10 minutes worth of research to, 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 to just see it was, it was a fad. And still, and still is in celebrity circles to use use blood as a as a skin treatment, you know, and and, and so just that that kind of mindset just is it just is is rampant in the upper echelons of of, of the corporate structure. So it is it is there. There's a lot of darkness and a lot of a lot of evil there, and you know, and and unfortunately, that kind of topic matter is makes it very easy for some people to, 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 to go to extremes. And it, if, if I was trying to discredit somebody on a mass scale, I would just take their beliefs and, and, and exaggerate them and make fun of them, you know? And, 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 and that's why, you know, I, it, it's, I, I see, I see things as like, Alex Jones here in the state as like controlled opposition. You know, it's like, don't, I don't think he's an independent thinking individual. I think he's a highly paid um, entertainment 
figure who is doing a job he's paid to do. And he's giving his employers a perfect person to point at as, well, look at that loony over there. That's his job to be the loony over there so that anybody who questions anything can get thrown into, you know, look at the very word conspiracy. The word conspiracy is a conspiracy in and of itself. The, the origin of that, you know, you go back to the JFK assassination and, you know, and, and anybody that questioned that, you know, that's where that, that's where the use of that word was really thrown in the popular vernacular, you know, it is you became, it became a bad thing. The conspiracy is bad. All conspiracy means is that there are people, you know, conspiring together to do something, you know, you and I are conspiring together right now to make this video, you know, is it, is, is it bad? You know, well, I don't know. It depends on what our intent is and how we use it, you know, but so, so, but the word conspiracy has been hijacked and, 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 now it's now it's bad to be, be to, to to be conspiracy because you know what what people who think with a conspiracy mindset what they actually are is 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 they they are critical thinkers they have the ability to think critically not always correct but think critically and that's just 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 to ask why you know it's if somebody says hey you know hey everybody stick forks in your left eye there's going to be you know. 40, 50% of the people that'll just do it because they're told to do it. But there's going to be a chunk of people that go, why am I doing that? You know, well, because you're, you have the ability to think critically and ask a question, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not asking, you're not making the determination that sticking a fork in your eye is good or bad. You just want to know why, why are you asking me to do that? Let's, let's, let's dig a little deeper on that. But before I do that, let me ask some questions. And, and that's, that is a no-no. When you're trying to control, when anyone's trying to control anybody, you don't want independent critical thinking. You know, I mean, I mean, look at every abusive relationship ever. You know, when you've got the controller, they don't want the other person having any individuality or freedom because they lose control when the other person has individuality or freedom. I think of the abusive husband who won't let his wife go out with her friends. He won't give her the, the, the individuality and the freedom because he would lose control. And the irony is he created that environment in the first place. And as soon as she gets the freedom or, 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 the, uh, or the control, she's going to leave, but, you know, or, she, or, she, or she'll do something outside of their agreement you know, because she's desperate for it because she's basically being held captive. Of course, you know, then there's always the, you know, the Stockholm syndrome dynamic where, you know, you, you fall in love with your captor. And, um, and, and I would say that people right now who are injecting themselves willingly by consent with stuff that they have no idea what is inside of it, I, I would, I don't know, I think a good argument could be made that that's a pretty good example of Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You're, 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 worldwide, definitely. I've yeah. said it before, worldwide Stockholm syndrome. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, somebody said something really poignant the other day, which was just in, in, in history, when you look back in history, at any time when people were being censored and book burning and stuff like that and controlling, when were they ever the good guys? And why can we just not see from history? You know, we started writing that Red Pill Revolution book before this whole thing kicked off, but then it became just so magnified what was going on. Why can't people look at history? I, 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 I don't know. You know, I've, I've, um, I've always tried to boil things down in, 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 in cause, cause I'm, you know, my, my, my wife 
jokingly says, I, I just have a simple man brain. And there's a lot of truth to that because I, you know, I, I, I get, I, I can, I can make sense of things more if, if there isn't layers and layers of bullshit, I just, I just, I just need the meat and potatoes and I, and I can, I can go from there. So I always try to boil things down to, to its rawest, purest um, sense that, 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 that anyways, that I can make out of it. And I've, a while back, I came to this conclusion, but if, if, if what we're living through right now um, doesn't prove this out to me, I don't know what does, but I really believe that there's really only two types of people in the end. There are those who seek to be controlled or control. You know, there's, there's the control crowd because some of those people want to be controlled and some of those people want to control, but there's the control side and then there's everybody else. And, and if you think, if you think that through, it's, I think you can see it in everyday life. You can see the people who, you can see the people who want to control and, 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 and they have their people who they're controlling and, and those people who they're controlling want to be controlled. They don't, they don't even want to not them. I mean, there's, there's almost like a weird sort of comfort in being controlled. And, of, and of course the, the people who are doing the controlling that is their that is their comfort. That's their ego feed. So there's there's like the control crowd, and then there's everybody else. And the everybody else, there's a lot of different types of people in that other group. But and and I think you and I are both in that other group, and we just don't want to be controlled in our own ways. Like like I just don't want to be controlled without my consent. I consent to my wife, you know. Uh, I, you know, any, anybody who has a, has a healthy marriage would have to, with a smile on their face, admit they've consented to control. You know, my, my, my wife controls me um, in massive ways. And I know I control her in massive ways, but it's mutually, cons we're mutually consenting to it. You know, sometimes I need her to control me and, and sometimes she needs me to control her, but it's never nefarious and it's always consented to, and it works out. It works out, works out really well. So, um, you know, it's not like the rest of us are against control, but just you know, some of us just want to want to be able to consent to it. And, 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 and being controlled without consent is, you know, I, that's that really is the, the essence of 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 the anarchist movement, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a proud anarchist. I mean, specifically, I'm, you know, I'm an agorist. But that's just a subset of anarchy and all anarchy is is just two things it, you, you 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 the 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 anarchist movement for the most part and i mean like with any movement there's always you know there's always the fringe groups you know i mean i mean look at metal you know you know there's there's a whole lot of metal bands but then there's you know there's the scandinavian death metal you know and then there there may be a little bit more extreme in some ways than the rest of the metal bands yeah but um nothing against scandinavian death metal don't don't come, don't come knocking up, burning down my house or anything like that. But, um, but they, the only two principles of the organized anarchist movement that I've been a part of and been active in for years is just, you just two simple principles and that's no masters, no slaves. And I think any reasonable person would, uh, would, would agree that that's, that's probably a pretty good principle. You know, no masters, no slaves. Nobody deserves to be master over anybody and nobody deserves to be slave to anybody. Okay, so, so that, that's a pretty easy one to swallow. And the other one is just adhering to the non-aggression principle. And, and that just means that 
the only the only time that it is suitable for me to be aggressive i mean physically aggressive i'm talking like causing harm and possibly death to another individual is if if is a, if, a, if i am legitimately defending my life or you know the life of someone that i care about you know legitimately i'm not talking about you know shooting somebody from 20 yards away i'm talking about that's the only time that aggression is it is 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 suitable or applicable and and you know it, it's it's a it's i don't know it, it's it's common sense to me you know it, it, it you know said another way it's live and let live you know you do you i'll do me and as long as we're not truly harming um, and, and I'm not talking inconveniencing or offending, you know, there, none of us have a right to not be offended or not be inconvenienced, you know, I'm talking about true harm, you know, uh, if, as long as you're not harming me and I'm not harming you. And, and, and then, then, like I said, you do you, I'll do me live and let live. And, 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 and it's, it's, uh, it, 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 that, that doesn't even have to be spiritual. That's just good common sense. And, and, and just, just, that's just, that's just being a good, a good human. Yeah. I mean, even even that kind of thing's got co-opted, doesn't it, really, with all this ridiculous nanny state and 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 you can't say anything without offending somebody. You can't even have a blackboard in the classroom because you know, because it's racist. I mean, all of this nonsense. And yet Why's it's okay. it got to be black. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's OK, isn't it, to, to lock people away in their houses and, and call it, you know, quarantine or something it's not quarantine it's it's incarceration mm -hmm. and then it's okay to inject them with poisons but you can't you can't say anything about somebody's color you can't i mean even there's ridiculous things like what was this one you're not even allowed to say a shark attack anymore i think is it australia or south africa i can't remember but it's got to be um a, a, a negative interaction with a shark you know I mean, you can't even say it. It's just unbelievable. So, you know, you had your legs ripped off or something by the shark. It's a, a negative interaction. I mean, it, it, the, whole things, the whole thing's gone nuts. And so they're trying to get people to focus on entirely the wrong things. And so, you know, how a big, a big part of the book is on sovereignty. You know, and I know it's a passion of yours and, and you really walk the walk on this. And you, you know, I love the way that you've, you're, you're setting up your house and your land to be, uh, you know, off grid and, and the way that you source your food as well as just other many aspects of sovereignty. So how can we, how can somebody listening to this, you know, having listened to all these crazy things that are going on and us talking about them, what's, what's the upside? What can they do now while we ride out this crazy time before there's this awakening, which I think we both think is coming? Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, um, what flipped it for me. And, and, and if anybody else finds this useful, then, 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 it's, a, then it's a win. Um, I, since the age of, you know, like I said, 13, 14 years old, I fell into rock and roll and very quickly found punk rock and, and always fancied myself as a, just being attracted to and championing um, individuality and creativity. And, and um, you know, I didn't early on, I didn't quite understand the word sovereign. You know, it took, it, I remember for, for the first couple of years thinking it was a, uh, it was a religious term, you know, um, because because I, I think I only sought referenced in, in religious text, you know, in the Bible and stuff like that. And and uh, 
but I, I reached a point and it was, gosh, it was, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago ish when I'd lived this, I'd lived this really fruitful, wonderful, enjoyable life. Um, and, and, and lived, lived what I thought to be this independent, you know, champion of individuality and creativity. And it hit me one day. It's like, I can't even get my own glass of water. I can't even get a drink without a commercial third party entity facilitating that. And it just, it just slapped me in the face. And I looked out, I looked out my front and back windows and I live, I live in rural Tennessee, it's forest all around. And, and, and it's just like, it, I don't know, it was, it was, uh, it was call it God, call it my creator, call it, call it higher, whatever name anybody wants to describe to it. It was like a slap in the face going, it falls from the sky, pours from the ground. And, and, and you can't even, you can't even get yourself a drink without their help. And, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, and, and from that moment forward, it was like, I, 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 I dug a well. Um, I didn't dig it. I, I had a tug, but, uh, but put, put a well in and, 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 and that felt really good. It's like, wow, now I can get my own water, you know, but then, but then that was like, but, but this well's dependent upon electricity and, and I'm getting my electricity from them too. So now what do I do? You know, I, I get the, the well to be battery backup, you know, with, with, with solar power, you know, charging the batteries. And, and then like, then, then I started thinking like, you know, food wise and, and me and my, my wife, Dawn um, is, uh, has, has a pretty significant disability. She hasn't taken a step in, in well over 10 years. She's confined to a, a electric scooter. Um, and we've always had to be careful about what we put in, in our bodies because of, because of her, uh, her condition. We want everything going in to be the, the, the best, most healing food it can be. And, um, that's not coming from a commercial grocery store. It's just, it's just, it's just not. And, and I realize not everybody has the, the, the luxury of living in a rural area like I do, but I'm surrounded by farms and farmers. And, and I was just like, what, what would happen if I couldn't go up to the store whenever the hell I wanted and buy whatever the hell I wanted? Cause it was just conveniently there on the shelves. And that started to freak me out a bit and go, I, we go through a lot of eggs, you know? And it's like, I need, I either need to get some chickens or I need to make friends with some people who have chickens. And so, and it just set me on this path to, if you start thinking about the simple things, like it started with me with water. It's like, I can't, I can't even get my own, like, I'm dependent upon some, some other commercial entity for, for something as simple as water. And I just, I, I just couldn't let it go. I, I, I had to fix that. And then water became food and, 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 and food became power. Yeah, and I just, I, just, I just try to think of it that way. And, and then when I, when I do need something, I, I want to go right. I want to go to the source. I don't need a layer of commercial corporatism in between me and the, and the thing that I, that, that I need, you know, if I, if I need paper towels, for instance, you know, I'm, I don't need to go to the store. I'll just order it direct because nowadays everything is free shipping, you know, so I'll take advantage. I'll, you know, if, if those dumbass corporations want to charge free shipping to, 
you know, ship me a 40 pound box of paper towels and have at it. Cause I know what you've last time anybody's been in a post office and mailing a 40 pound box. It ain't free. Nobody's shipping that kind of shit for free, but these, these corporations will, um, Jeff Bezos will happily ship you anything for free. Um, if you, if you pay him a hundred dollars a year, but, um, so I don't know. It, it just, it just, that's what, that's what I would do is just what, what can you do in, in your life? Even if it's one thing, even if it's, you know, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my, my beef from, instead of going to the store and getting beef, look around and go, there's gotta be somebody in your area. That's got, got cows, you know, and, 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 and is doing it. And I'm, I, I was blown away by it. There's, there's like a whole other world out there. I call it the, you know, the gray market, which is, you know, you know, got the, you got the black market, but the, the gray market is like these little farmers markets and these community markets and, 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 and all the people that make those things happen. It's, it's, they're, they're, they're kind of off the grid a little bit. You know, some of them are doing legit and they, you know, papers filed and everything, but like I, here in Tennessee, we have a, a, a large Amish and Mennonite um, population. And if you'd have told me 10, 15 years ago that I'd have Amish and Mennonite homies, you know, I, 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 I'd have got what, but man, talk about punk rock. Those people live, they, they live the life and they walk the walk and, 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 and they don't need, they don't need shit from corporate America. They don't, they, 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 they build their own stuff. They grow their own stuff. I mean, everything they have is, is because they made it happen. And to me, like I said, just as a, as a lover of the punk rock spirit, you know, I, I look at the Amish and the Mennonite and it's like, man, I just hats off to you guys. I, I, I want to be more like that. You know, uh, I may, might not want to wear the clothes, but, but, you know, <laughs> but, but the spirit is there and I'm not knocking Amish and Mennonite clothing. I just wouldn't look good in one of those hats. I don't look good in, in hats. So. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not allowed to walk around most of the day with a wife beater on, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. seems over overdressed to me. I mean, I know that one of your passions is occulted knowledge. And again, they've co-opted this phrase even to make a cult seem sort of evil and, uh, you know, satanic or whatever, but it just really means hidden. It's all, and, it's all and, and so, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen? I, I feel that a whole load of knowledge is being forced out by the blunders that these controllers are making now. And a load of people are waking up to, to, to a lot of this. And, and, and I, you know, we, we, we sort of listen to people, particularly this, uh, this dude Cliff High, who I'm hoping to have on in, in November. I mean, you know, some of the stuff he goes on about is, really well worth listening to if anybody doesn't know him cliff with one f high it's absolutely fascinating guy on so many subjects but saying that there's going to be something coming out soon you hinted at it earlier maybe it is tomorrow who knows we'll know by the time this talk comes out but you know there is an awakening here let's let's give to wrap up let's give people uh, because I know some people who are awake to a lot of the things that are happening now are also in a bit of despair that this is never going to end and I think we've got some rough times ahead, but, you know, some of this knowledge is coming out and some of it's going to be forced out and people are going to have to wake up to some, some, some yeah, things. Yeah, so, so what do you reckon? What's, what's, what's the good side of this? What's coming up for humanity? Um, well, in, in, in the immediate future, and, and I'm pretty sure it's still on freaking YouTube, the event 201 that took place in October of 2019. I mean, they pretty much spelled out what they were going to do and they're doing it. And so, so, so that's not even a, a surprise. 
Um, and as mentioned by them, um, eight to nine months after the first jabs go in the arm, um, the die-offs start happening. And hospitals, almost as if clockwork, uh, are starting to fill up. Now, I think that narrative is, is a little manipulated because hospitals um, are, are, some hospitals are being overtaxed because they don't have the staffing. And the reason they don't have the staffing is because of these mandates and threats of mandates. And a lot, I, I mean, Phil, I know you have very intimate family ties to uh, people who work in, in hospitals, um, as, as do I. And uh, there's been a mass exodus of workers who just don't either don't want to put up with it anymore, um, aren't going to be threatened or have just said, you know, it just isn't worth it. It's kind of like what's happening here in the States with the, uh, with the, the police. It's, it's like, it, I, I don't care what anybody's opinion of the police, good or bad. What you can't argue is it's a shitty time to be a police officer right now in the States. Nobody wants to be a police officer. So of course the numbers are going down of people who, of available police officers, just like the numbers are going down of available hospital staff, you know, positions. And, and so you got this taxed hospital system worldwide because of staffing. Um, but you also, as, as planned, as they said, um, eight, nine months to the first jab in the arm, um, you are seeing hospitals fill up with blood clot, heart related issues, um, lots of upper respiratory issues, which they will conveniently put you on remdesivir. Um, go, go do some research into, into that drug and, and the financial interests behind that. And the, uh, I mean, again, even Wikipedia will, will, will acknowledge it's a 50% death rate. Um, it will, you know, it'll, it'll make the lungs fill up with fluid, which will be misdiagnosed as pneumonia. And, um, and the person will, will either drown or they'll have kidney failure. And, and I mean, it's a pattern that's been playing out all over the place. And, and, and so I think, I think what will happen um, because of this um, marketing campaign to get jabs in the arm, and that's what it is, it's a marketing campaign. Um, people can argue about the, the different sides involved, but it is a marketing campaign. Um, there will be casualties. And I think that those casualties are, they're already beginning. I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the, the, the CDC and the FDA co-manage, you know, the VAERS uh, reporting system, which anybody can go to. And, you know, here in, here in the States, I, I think we're, you know, there's 14, almost 14,000 deaths that they're acknowledging. The CDC and the FDA are acknowledging that there's 14,000 deaths due to this, this, this jab campaign. And, and on their own homepage, they admit that their stats are 1%. They represent about 1% of what's actually happening. So, I mean, it's not like they're not telling people. It's just, you just have to go look for it. And it's there. I mean, they, they, they're keeping it like a public scorecard. And so I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't see a, any way forward except there's going to be um, very shortly. I've, I think even the, uh, what, 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 what our friend Cliff High would call a normie, 
I think there's going to be your average normie. And, and that's not a derogatory term. That's just people who are living their life and, you know, they know what they know and they, they probably know what they know because they're watching corporate news or they're on corporate social media. And those are all highly manipulated narratives. Um, they very shortly, there's going to be a rubber meets the road moment where your average normie, if they're not already, it's not going to add up because they're going to go, I'm being told this, but all of the people that I know that got jabbed are either in very bad condition or dead. And all of the obnoxious people that I used to give shit to that didn't get jabbed seem to be just fine. And I think that moment in history is not that far off. And when that happens, um, it's everyone. Okay. Let me put it this way. Everybody, not everybody, but a significant number of people will, will have to agree that something's not right. Systems are broken. Things are manipulated. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of bad going on in all different directions. Um, in order for anything to change, um, an abusive relationship is simply not going to get better unless you end the relationship. You, 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 you know, you, uh, uh, at some point, a building has to be condemned. It will become structurally, you know, just it won't, it won't, it won't be, it won't have any integrity to its structure. You'll have to condemn it. And so, um, it's in my humble opinion, I think we will absolutely have to go through um, some some hard times. The 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 buildings have to come down. Um, unfortunately, uh, people are going to die. Um, it's already happening. Again, they're admitting to fourteen thousand, and they're saying that's one percent by their own admission. Um, I, it, it's not. It's it's horrible. It's sad. It's not something that um, I think should make any reasonable person smirk or even go, "I told you so." Um, it's horrible, but um, I, th I think there's no way around it at this point. Um, people have made the decisions that they've made, and um, those who didn't make that decision are going to have to. Um, a lot of people are going to have to thicken up and toughen up. It's one, it's, it's, it's one thing to sit there and say, hey, I'm not going to take this jab for whatever reason, but it, it, it's a whole other reality when, you know, you're having to deal with people around you who did, who are dead, you know, and, 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 and so even the, you know, that, 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 that's, that's, that's kind of why we go back to that, you know, there's really only two types of people, those that, you know, the control group and those that don't want to be controlled and those that don't want to be controlled um, are going to be left to deal with some pretty harsh realities. Um, however, I do think there's silver lining in it. I mean, again, the only way to get out of a abusive relationship is to end that relationship, start a new one. And it's ugly, you know, divorce is ugly. Um, ending any relationship is ugly. Um, but most people that have gone through a divorce or the ending of a relationship and have found a healthier relationship on the other side can look back at that pain and go, yeah, it, it's, I mean, I I've been through a divorce and it's sucks. I mean, it's, it's the worst and there, and there is collateral damage and, and there's nothing you can do about it. And no matter, you can't control it because, it, it, because there's somebody else in the equation that you just can't, you know, in some cases you just can't deal with reasonably. And, and, but 
But on the other side, there's this beautiful other opportunity and, 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 and reality. And, you know, again, I'll use myself as an example. I've been through a divorce and it was absolutely horrible. And I watched how it, how it really hurt my son um, in, in, in ways that to this day just pain me, you know, and all I can do is just love him and just say, man, I, if there was anything I could have done to change that, I, I, I would have. And, and, you know, and he's 23 now. He's like, I know dad, you know, and I know he's like, we're, 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 we're good, you know? Um, but on the other side of that, I've got this beautiful relationship that I sh should have had in the first place, you know, but if I didn't, but if I didn't go through that pain, I wouldn't have my son, you know, and there's beauty out of that. And, and we've got exactly that. I have a 31 year old son yeah. and been through a divorce there, but you know, yeah, you have to, uh, you have to go through these things to find the, the silver lining. Definitely. Yeah. And so, and so I think, I think we've, we've you know, in short order, there's going to be some rough, rough roads ahead, but on the other side of that um, is the opportunity to maybe not um, go about things the, the wrong way. I mean, the fact that, you know, to go back to an earlier topic, the fact that anybody is paying for water, just think about that. No, nobody, nobody anywhere should be paying for water, but, but it's an industry. It's a commercial industry. And, and I don't know, you know, it's the little things, you know, maybe next, maybe next time, if we get a chance to, to do this again, maybe, maybe that would be one, one of the roads we don't go down. How about, how about just, you know, everybody first things first, you know, everybody has, you know, food, shelter, and water. And, and that's, and that's something, you know, I, again, I point to the Amish and the, and the Mennonites, they do it all day long, just fine. They, they, they take care of themselves and they're not asking anybody for help. And it's a beautiful thing. And tribal people have been doing it since, since the beginning of tribal people. I mean, you know, it's like you, I, I, I do think that it is another great example of programming that, you know, an example of just how we're all programmed. It's, it's, it's almost in, it's hard for people to imagine that there, that there's another option. You know, you know, I, I say something as simple as nobody should be paying for water. I think most people would go, yeah, you're right. You know, nobody should be paying for water, but you know, how's it going to get them? I don't, if our, if our priorities were different, you know, it's like our priorities are you move into a place that you probably don't own and you get, get the utilities turned on. Well, that's a lot of people do that. Well, what if, what if that was set up differently? You know, what if, what if your, your, your number one priority as you were, you know, I don't know. What if we were teaching kids in their late teens to start building, start building your dwelling, you know, start getting, you know, put all your time and focus into building your dwelling and, you know, and, 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 and instead of, you know, going to corporate universities to get certified to work in a corporate, you know, job somewhere, you know, I mean, we, we just, I don't know. I think, I, I think our priorities could be different. And I think in, in, and, you know, in past, uh, in past existences, maybe they were, I think there's evidence to show that, you know, there were, there were civilizations that lived before us that lived differently and probably were not as, um, you know, centrally controlled and, 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 and driven by, driven by profit and, and such. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of people saying that, that it's coming up and there's a lot of sort of prophecies that point towards it. So let's hope that's where it's going. Yeah. John, thank you so much. I think that's probably a good length to wrap up and we could we could go on forever i know we could no, <laughs> and we managed 
bore people too much with our music stories. Which... Yeah, well, hey, we managed to get through all of this with 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 very few musical references, and I think yeah, I, think yeah, I, yeah. I was probably the biggest offender of that. Again, no disrespect to Scandinavian death metal. Don't want any any trouble there. So. Well, there's some monster monster skill in there. I can't take too much of it, but some, yeah. my God, there's some extraordinary musicians in that yeah. in that oh, line of playing. That double bass work? Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Faster with the double bass than I could ever play with my hands. Ridiculous. Yeah, amazing. So, John, brilliant. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, everybody just check out the Red Pill Revolution book, and we've got more books planned, and Ben's doing great with the diet one at the moment, putting together all our thoughts. And, uh, you know, John, I can't wait to share a campfire with you and um, not have to watch any of our words whatsoever. <laughs> there you go on that have an awesome one my brother take care son of a lighthouse keeper through cars and a wishing well Prayed for a love to call